Hey folks, no new episode this week, but I wanted to treat you all to a special episode from one of my favorite new podcasts, The Business of Hype, hosted by Jeff Staple. Jeff speaks with the godfather of streetwear himself, Hiroshi Fujiwara. Listen and enjoy, and we'll see you next week with an all-new Blamo. So, thanks for doing this interview. The show is called Business of Hype. Okay. So, you know, oftentimes we talk about, like, how to inspire people to, like, follow their dreams. Mm -hmm. But this one, this show that I'm doing is more specific. It's more about, like, business stuff. Yeah. Not just follow your dreams, but the reality Mm -hmm. of doing it. So, in this talk, you can be much more kind of business-minded. Right. All right. So, do you have your phone on vibrate? Yeah. From Hype East Radio, I'm Jeff Staple, and this is The Business of Hype, a show about creative entrepreneurs, brand builders, hustlers, and the realities behind the dreams they've built. If you're a reader of Hype East, then this man really requires no introduction. Hiroshi Fujiwara and his company Fragment Design basically laid the foundation for street culture as we know it today. Back in 1998, I flew to Tokyo to meet and interview Hiroshi for The Fader magazine. I was an art director and a journalist for the magazine back then. At that time, it was the first piece of U.S. press ever written about him. And now today, I got him for what might be his first U.S. podcast interview. For all his contributions to the culture, you'll find Hiroshi's incredibly humble, incredibly funny, and succinct. I don't want to waste any more time, so let's get right into it. First thing, please introduce yourself, who you are, what you do. Yeah, I'm, I'm Hiroshi Fujiwara, and I do The Fragment. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. That's what I can say. Yeah. All right. Thanks for doing this interview. Um, I think many people, you know, especially on the hype beast community, can mm-hmm. can know what you do and know the works that you've put out. Yeah. So I don't want to talk about which sneaker and which uh-huh. collab you did. I want to break down the different operations that your company has done, mm-hmm. and then you could kind of talk about each one. Right. Right. So because you've had your hand in many different things, like magazine. Retail, fashion, mm-hmm. collaboration, mm-hmm. you know, um, and then also Fragment as a company first. Yes. So maybe let's talk, let's start there. Fragment is a company. Fragment is a company. Describe this company. Uh, Fragment is a company. I, I mean, myself and Kojiro and Ku, like three of us, mm-hmm. just the three of us. And our policy is we know, we know making product in the Fragment. Mm-hmm. We just do help people or we just go by myself to work with a uh, undercover mm-hmm. or Louis Vuitton or those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So we don't manufacture. We don't have a, you know, area to do that yeah. kind of work. But I feel like many people know you as a brand that they want to buy. Like we want to buy fragment things. Yeah. Right? But you say you don't we, make anything. We don't, we don't really make it. What Maybe sometimes that? like watch band or, you know, like, just a small pieces mm-hmm. we can, we make mm-hmm. because no one else does it for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you make it yourself. Yeah. But you but, try to partner with someone who can make it. Mm-hmm. Right. Not really partner. I just go there and they make it. Uh-huh. I get little percentages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And would you call it then like a consultancy? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that... Consulting that agency kind of thing? Mm, I don't know. No. Mm, maybe, not really, right? No. Maybe something else. I think Maybe the, just a brand. Yeah. yeah. Well, the big difference between a consultancy and Fragment, I think, is that consultancy would work with anybody. Anybody who called, they'll help them. Yeah. But you're like... A Fragment yeah. is more design, kind of. Yeah. Not really consultant, I think. 
And I think it, because it comes from you, if you don't yeah. really love the product or the brand, mm-hmm. you won't really just work with it, right? Right. Okay. And I think a lot of people would be surprised to hear that Fragment is only three, three like yeah. really founder, yeah. you, and two. Mm-hmm. Do you really purposely want to keep it that small? Yes. Why don't you want to have a big company? Most people want to have a big corporation. No, that's, that's killing my freedom, I think. And also, I don't want to take a risk. Really, you know, hiring people uh-huh. and making company bigger and bigger every year. Yeah, I, I had a company. I was it's still there, but like head headporter mm-hmm. were good enough. When I did a headporter, like maybe maximum was like twenty five employees, but still it was really pressure for me. You know, I have to keep thinking about the salaries, or I don't wanna make a big company because mm-hmm. of it's a risk and then. Um, when you say you want to make it your size, you mean you kind of want to see your yeah, whole company? Yeah, capacity. My capacity. Yeah. I want to work in my capacity. Yeah. And my capacity is really small. I see. I found. Well, everyone's capacity is actually really small because you're just one person. Yeah. And the way a corporation works is you add many people so mm-hmm. that your capacity is bigger. Right. Than I one see. man. Uh-huh. But you want to just keep it your capacity. Yeah. I'm a solo, I think. So. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why and is- also, I don't want to... Rent money or borrow money or, you know, I don't want to get somebody else's money at all. Mm. I just want to do it with my money. So I don't, you know, I don't borrow any money at all. Mm-hmm. That's what I envision says. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hiroshi is sort of known as a tastemaker for the finer things in life. If you follow him on Instagram, you'll see him staying at the Amon Resort or eating at a five-star restaurant that Michelin doesn't even know about or wearing some six-figure Rolex that he just won at an auction. So I wanted to dive into how Fragment generates income and also how he feels about retail in this day and age. After all, even though he says Fragment doesn't quote-unquote make anything, it does fall under his jurisdiction how the public is able to obtain his creations. And Fragment as a, as a design company, like you said, yeah. do you typically, is it like normal design company, like you charge a fee or you, is it always percentage-based? Mm-hmm. Which one is it, or both? Both. Okay. It depends on... When did it start, Fragment? Oh, I can't remember. 15 years ago, I think. 10 years, 15 years. Mm. Yeah. And before oh. that, it was good enough headboard. Good enough. Yeah, headboarder, electric cottage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Electric cottage was also kind of a big company? Yeah, n- not big company. So okay. Small, yeah. Okay. So let's talk about uh, some of the other businesses that you did in the past. Mm-hmm. So like, you did retail stores, right? Because Good yeah. Enough had a retail store. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. They didn't have any good oh, head, store. Headporter has... Headporter uh-huh. and ready-made. Ready-made, that's right. Ready-made, yeah. How do you feel about retail business? It's difficult mm. for me. Because I always change the you know, interior and everything. So it takes many times and takes money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, I think it's really hard business to do retail. For me, anyway. Even so, for you always, even with not counting because of e-commerce or the future, like not counting that, it was still hard for you. To for do. me, for me, yeah. yeah. I cannot think about. I can't make a like strategy how to sell that kind of thing so much. Mm-hmm. I need someone which make which means makes you know company bigger. Mm-hmm. So, but recently you've done some really successful retail. So you did parking Ginza, pool Aoyama. Yeah. So those but are that is like I produced. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Right. So but it's, it's like the fragment model. You have a... Yeah, right. exactly. I don't have to do that kind of situations. Mm-hmm. How do you go about picking the right people to, to help you with this? 
It's basically friend bases.、Mm-hmm. And if I know them, like I know the president of June very well. So he June, asked me. June is a company. June is a company who did a pool or parking.、Mm-hmm. And he asked me to do you know, something. And then I was bringing some people who I really trust. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Uh, parking was also in partnership with Sony a bit, right? Sony had a hand in that, didn't it? Parking, the property was Sony. Okay. Yeah. But nothing、so. else? They just gave you the property? Yeah. Okay. And I- they kind of agreed me to make a product, their own, like t shirts or that kind of things, which、yeah. never happened. Yeah. Yeah. How do you get, a, like, June is a huge company in Japan, right? Yeah. How do you get a huge company in Japan like June and a huge company in the world like Sony and you? Which is just one man and two employees <laughs> to work together to open this amazing space. How does that happen? Well, that's again like friend basis. I knew, I knew him very well when he was working as a, you know, the fashion business when he was like 20, 20 years old or something. June. June, the president. Okay, the president of、yeah. June. Okay. And Sony, I've been working for Sony, not really working, but knew them long time, making like Cell phones and things, I was helping to making it.、Mm-hmm. So, the, now he's a CEO of Sony, Sony, some, Sony has a big company,、mm-hmm. but like Sony building in Ginza,、yeah. there's a one company and he's a CEO of Sony building.、Mm-hmm. But he used to be like, you know, kind of my type people working、yeah. together.、Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So it's really old friends. And when you have this idea, do you have to like present them with、no. the vision of parking? Not at all. No, I just go and talk. <laughs> so it's just like over dinners and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, something like that. Okay.、Mm-hmm. So it's very, very organic. Yeah. I never make those kind of, you know, the, what do you call Strategy the, plan. Yeah. You never made a PowerPoint? No. <laughs> <laughs> do you know how to use PowerPoint? Not really. The, what was the other one? The, the keynote? Power, yeah, Keynote. Yeah. I can make it because of, I teach in、uh, college. <laughs> so I make something a little bit. <laughs> If you want to work with most corporations, you have to put together some kind of a pitch. You have to take hours and hours of time and effort and put this pitch deck together. And that's just to start on the project, maybe. Hiroshi operates on a totally different scale. He just takes people out to dinner and somehow it magically happens over these meals. And I don't know if that's because he's super charming or what, but he definitely doesn't operate under these same guidelines and rules. There's a book called The Secret, and if you say things and speak things into existence, they actually happen. And while I don't think Hiroshi has read the book, it's a powerful device, but I've seen him do this over and over and over again.、Um, I think you told me once that the Sony parking project, parking Ginza project, Kind of started when you were like on a radio show saying、yeah. something. Can you tell that story?、Mm-hmm. That is when I was doing pool Aoyama、mm-hmm. and I, we are kind of deciding let's finish a pool. And then I was talking on the radio, I want to do a, the concept of so called parking. There's one little Chinese restaurant in a parking, Ginza parking. It's a basement, like B3. Okay. So, like a park- sub level Chinese restaurant. Yeah. Okay. In the parking and You know, there's a little red light in the parking lot,、mm-hmm. and it's a Chinese restaurant. I always liked the idea.、Mm-hmm. You know, it's like mysterious. Yeah.、Know? So I wanted to do a parking, the store in the parking.、Mm-hmm. But、and、you had no idea where, which no, parking lot? You had no idea. No, no idea. Okay. And then the Sony guys called me, and yeah, we have a perfect property for you. So, <laughs> so he, actually, was, he was listening to the radio show. He was listening to the radio show. Right. Yeah. 
And it was actually the Sony building was rebuilding.、Mm-hmm. So he knew the plan. So I can only use like two years,、uh-huh. which, you know, they can kind of give me a good price. Right. The parking Ginza was an amazing retail space. It covered two floors of a subterranean garage in the Sony headquarters building in Ginza, of course. One level was a remix of a Japanese classic Kisaten, which is basically like a Japanese old school cafe, and it was called Cafe de Rope. He sourced the greatest toasts from all over the world. Yes, toast. He even got a high end toaster oven company, Balmuda, to sponsor the entire cafe, which is genius. All the cups and saucers had little fragment logos engraved into them, and I'm sure people were trying to steal them. I remember one time I was there having some toast with him, and he looked around and said, I don't like the lighting here anymore. I went back a few days later on the same trip, and voila, all the lighting had magically changed. Next to the cafe was a Bonjour Records, which is one of the best music shops in Tokyo, curating select vinyl records. And downstairs was the main retail space, which featured the world's most coveted brands. This included a double taps tent, a vanquished denim store, a ski gondola housing Burton's latest drops, a Ritoff fragrance section, which is a cosmetic brand that Hiroshi also owns, and of course, a full on Nike shop. And the Nike shop was outfitted with Nike products that Hiroshi had designed. And finally, there was the Parking Ginza merch store, which was a place that you could let all your friends back home know that you had paid homage to the mecca of retail. You also did a lot in magazine. And magazine is like a very broad term, right? Because magazine, you started your career、mm-hmm. like in print magazine.、Yeah. And then you did Honeycomb, which、mm-hmm. is a, one of the first digital blog magazines.、Mm-hmm. And now you have Ring of Color, which is another sort of magazine, right?、Mm-hmm. So tell us your experiences in working with magazines. Working with magazines at the early 80s, that was not like now. The magazines are the only media you can have.、Mm-hmm. Like TV is kind of way too much. And magazine was a like, subculture symbol, isn't it? To、yeah. have、uh, your own. Z. Pages、yeah. or something in、uh, magazines. Right. So that's what I did. I was kind of introducing what's happening in the overseas. Like I've been traveling London, New York. So not many people can see what's really happening in London, New York.、Mm-hmm. And then I was kind of introducing, you know, those new things. Was it a job?、Mm, yeah, I can say. A little money. I can make a little money.、Uh-huh. But, yeah. And like, was your travel、But、paid like, for?、Uh, not really. <laughs> But they can cover maybe even 50 50. Okay. Yeah. But you did it anyway, even、mm-hmm. though it wasn't a lot of money. No. Why I, did you do it anyway? I like it. I like to see. I like to travel. I、mm-hmm. like to see many things.、Mm-hmm. And I have a knowledge of those things. So I want to kind of, you know, tell people、yeah. what I'm doing, what, what is going on. Right. And I guess the intangible effect that happened from that is by doing that a lot. Yeah. I think you、so. became like an expert. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Because the. I didn't really do if someone asked me to introduce, which I don't like, you know what I mean? Like some shoe company comes, yeah, Hiroshi, please, can you show this on the page? And then I said, no, I don't like this, you know? So I didn't do that kind of thing, even they paid. Yeah. So I think audience kind of trust me what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So naturally you became like an editor. Yeah. Because、so. someone would give you something, please write, you would say, yeah, no, no, thank you.、Mm-hmm. So you're editing out. Yeah. Yeah. Selecting. And then how about, When print magazines started to decline in business and the rise of digital and blogs started to happen,、mm-hmm. you started Honeycomb. Yeah. Did you see that? Like, I, didn't, I couldn't really see 
the print magazine is going down so much. Well, then why did you want to start Honeycomb? Well, Honeycomb is not the first one, you know. Maybe, oh, really? Yeah, I mean, it may no, be the no. first one for the blog. Yeah. But like Hypebeast and those kinds of already there. Yeah. And many digital media were digital singles there. Yeah. But I think, I feel like the way Honeycomb did it yeah. with like a, a panel of experts mm-hmm. and a regular blog was really unique. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. But why, so why did you even feel like you wanted to start a digital blog? Me and Kiyonaga and Hiroki from Visibim. Okay. So, three of so us, Kiyonaga owns Sof. Sof, yeah. And Hiroki from Visibim. Yeah. And me, like three of us was, you know, sitting, having coffee, like a cup of tea, and then talking, hey, shall we do the digital media or digital things? Because we never done. Mm. And we are kind of looking, I mean, we are following those things. Yeah. Now maybe it's time to do it. Is a you know, too late or too early, that oh. kind of conversation, and we start. And... I, I was an editor. Well, I am an editor, kind of, you know, and I can write. Mm. So I said the blog was kind of popular, getting popular, but there's no picture on the blog. Used to be blog is just writing. Writing, yeah. yeah. So I travel and we have all digital cameras. Mm-hmm. So why don't we put up nice pictures mm-hmm. with a, you know, talking yeah. blog? So that's what's happened. Okay. Yeah. And then what did Kiyonaga and Hiroki do? They did a blog also. Oh, they wrote yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you were all editors basically. Yeah. And you all just threw in money and did it? Mm-hmm. So self-finance in the yeah. beginning. Okay. Three or four, five. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Of, can you talk a little bit more about self-financing and the risk behind that? I don't think there's many risks. You're just losing a little bit of money, uh-huh. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've I've talked to other people about this interview who like just started a magazine or started a mm-hmm. you know mixtape or something like that. And yeah. I think a lot of young people might be, they want to do it, but they're scared to lose the money. What do you say to those people? It's much better than you using somebody else's money and lose it. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even the bank. I mean, I'm kind of scared. Maybe I'm old school. Mm-hmm. If you borrow money from bank and it's, you fail, maybe you lose more things. Yeah. I think. Right. So you'd rather just spend your own money. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Kind of good friend or good people who can trust, you know, I mean, like kind loan you money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe it, it's better than, I think, get money from the bank or, bank or yeah, the investors. Yeah, because if you lose that, you're in legal trouble. Mm-hmm. Right. I talked to many people about finding the finances to fund their dream. And there's two varying camps here. One is quite popular in America in the Western world, and it's known as OPM. And it stands for other people's money. They say always use other people's money when you can. Why risk your own, right? Well, Hiroshi definitely sits on the other side of this fence. It might be something intrinsically Japanese, I'm not sure. But his thing is, why risk your credit and your reputation? And more importantly, your freedom? It's a question that every entrepreneur must answer at some point. Okay, let's move to fashion. Yeah. Did you, what were the fashion brands that you did yourself? Good enough? Uh-huh. <laughs> Just myself, I don't know. What was it? I think so, the electric cottage, yeah. maybe. And I think that's all, no? Head Potter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think about going into the fashion business if someone asks you for, should I go, should I start a fashion brand? What do you think? Of the young kids, kind yeah. of. I think it's a difficult time to do a fashion brand mm-hmm. because it's, everyone's doing it. <laughs> Yeah. What do you think it is? Why why fashion is like 
something that people can't stop doing, even though it's such a tough business, even though we have H&M and Zara and Forever 21, you know, but for some reason, people still feel like I want to make my own fashion. Mm-hmm. Why? I think people don't wear what he wants to. And if there's a good the fashion brand you can trust, you can wear it. Or it's in- inspired to make you something. Mm-hmm. I think it's happened to us too. For me, and skate, I thought good enough with me and the skate things. Mm-hmm. Um, skate he, thing from Bathing Ape was part of good enough? Yeah. Oh, okay. So he came to me, hey, Hiroshi, let's make a T-shirt. You know, because like Stussy or like Punk's movement, they all have a printing T-shirt. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he asked me to come, let's make a T-shirt. And they, yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And it's the good enough starting. Okay. So now maybe the kids think same things like, hey, Staple makes, you know, printing T-shirts. The T-shirts, maybe we can do it. I, I don't think we can make a sneakers. We can make a you know, trousers, but maybe t-shirts, we can do it. Yeah. So let's do it. Right. That kind of little organic way which you can start. Yeah. And it's kind of low entry to start mm-hmm. a t-shirt. Yeah. I like how recently you did it, like you made t-shirts with Sakai, mm-hmm. which is, but it, it was like a bootleg t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of like you were getting back to like the skate boots, right? <laughs> kind of. I think there's a space, I mean, the loom for the Sakai, which she doesn't do. Mm-hmm. You know, she never do like printing t-shirts right. with Sakai on print. So I asked her, I want to make a t-shirt with a Sakai on it. And then, yeah, you can make it. And I did make like 20 t-shirts with an American apparel brand. Like yeah. just printing, you know, yeah. bootleg, really real bootleg. Mm-hmm. And I gave a few for her and she said, oh, Hiroshi, can you make this for the actual Sakai? Uh-huh. Yeah. So it, was, it started as 20? Yeah, so it's like 10 or 20. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was really bootleg. Right. You know? But now it's like a... Now really it's like offshore of- bootleg. Oh, it's awesome. This story of how Hiroshi started to collaborate with Chitos Abe-san and her brand Sakai is indicative of how he likes to work. He's direct, honest, and intimate. He's a master at deciding who is the right partner, when is the right time, and how to execute it. But at the same time, he doesn't let his ego get in the way. By definition, the word collaboration involves two or more parties, and Hiroshi seems to intuitively know when it is his turn and when it is their turn. All right, I want to move into collaboration, Mm -hmm. which you've done a lot of collaborations with really big companies. Mm -hmm. Like you mentioned Sony, and Mm -hmm. there's Starbucks, and Burton, and Levi's, and Nike, obviously. Mm -hmm. When you walk into a meeting with these executive, really corporate people, yeah, right? And you mentioned that it starts off usually over a cup of tea and you have a conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But eventually, you have to go to the headquarters and have the like boardroom kind of meeting, right? Don't you? No, really, no. <laughs> you never do? <laughs> no. It's a big, you know, many of them. Yeah. Know. No. You always want to keep it small? Mm-hmm. Okay. But how do you get thing, How do you get your vision done if you don't involve everybody? Isn't it just... Anyway, the making product is a small team, yeah. I think. Maybe you have to have agreement with those kind of executive, mm-hmm. maybe. But I never really did it. Really? Mm-hmm. You, do you ever feel like you have to um, defend yourself and your ideas to these corporations? No. No? No, I don't. I'm, I'm really easy. And then if I make one thing to the big companies, it's theirs. 
Uh-huh. I don't I don't own any copyright or anything, mm-hmm. so they can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Some designers kind of upset yeah. if they did one, you know, if they did make one style mm-hmm. and then company kind of rip off their style and do <laughs> keep doing it. Yeah, someone kind of I understand designers upset, but I don't care. I thought I think that is my thing, you know. I'm bringing in first time. I mean, the beginning. Yeah, and then they can. Sell more and more. Right, that's the benefit for the yeah. company. Yeah, right. So you don't care if they no. keep doing it. No. Okay. But do you ever have like、uh, corporations have a reputation for kind of taking advantage of you know individual designers and creatives, right?、Mm-hmm. So do you ever run into a situation where you feel like maybe you're being taken advantage of, and if you do, what do you do about that? Well, I I don't really feel it already. No. No. So I. I think that is a job I do, like Nike. You、yeah. know, I pick up some shoes, pick up some sneakers, like、mm-hmm. which no one really touched it,、mm-hmm. like Court Force or maybe Sockdart, and then I kind of made it. And then after, you know, after that, anyone can do it.、Mm-hmm. Any company can do it.、Yeah. Like Nike can do their own thing. I don't even know which color they're doing. I see. You know, only first one, first model I did,、uh-huh. and then. Otherwise, I don't. So you're almost、uh, like a prototype、yeah, designer. I think so. I see.、Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you work with a big company, right? How about the? Do you do the negotiation yourself, or somebody else in your company does it? Somebody else,、mm-hmm. but we don't really have so much negotiation. Maybe the big company have、uh, like legal issues, like copyright or like you know the trademark、yeah. things. But yeah, I don't do it. I have.、Uh, Lawyer, kind of, to mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But no negotiation, meaning you say what you want and then that's it.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> Angry. They never say like. So let's say you say, "Oh, I want to do this for.、Uh, I'd like to get paid a hundred dollars." They never come back and say like, "Oh, can we do it for seventy dollars?" Yeah, that is my lawyer does. I think. Okay. Yeah. I see.、Mm-hmm. And then you. I don't. Lo- I don't negotiate about money.、So、I see. Why did you want to separate your? Negotiation to somebody else because I don't even know how much I have. To be honest, I don't have a bank check things.、Mm-hmm. My, you know, the other guy keeps it, so I haven't seen the account or how much I have twenty or thirty years. In in twenty or thirty years, yeah, you haven't seen how much money you、no. have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what property I have. You don't even know what properties you have,、no. but you know you have property. I have a property, maybe few my house、uh-huh. and the kind of things, but I don't know how much. Well, I don't, I don't really know nothing. Is a part of you scared to see how much you have? What I mean?、Uh, no. Are you scared to no, see no, it? No, I just don't have to. Maybe, maybe I'm scared to see, but I don't need to. I guess. Yeah, not. I mean, scared in a way like maybe if you saw it all,、yeah. you'd be like, "Holy shit, this is、mm-hmm. a lot." One time. I accidentally saw the tax paper I have to pay. Yeah, that was scared. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're like, holy! How can I keep paying this yeah, tax? Yeah. <laughs> so since then, I never opened the envelope. <laughs> you don't want to accidentally、no. see it ever again. <laughs> wow. So you. So okay, let's talk about the person or people that you trust to do this, because、mm-hmm. obviously there's a relationship there、yeah. where you fully trust them.、Mm-hmm. And you know, in America, 
you always hear these stories of like celebrities who trusted their accountant too much and then they go to jail because they didn't pay the tax. <laughs> you know, like there's all yeah. these stories like Martha Stewart, TLC, mm-hmm. you know. So you obviously have a really trusting relationship with this person or people. Yeah. How did you develop? How did you meet these people? How did you trust them? That was when I started Good Enough. Oh, you know, so it's like over a, yeah. 20 years now. Mm-hmm. 20, well, I started Good Enough like 1988. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like 30 years. Yeah. Right? Same team, same people. Yeah. Is it a team or a person? Just one person? Person, I think. Okay, just one person. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and he was already known for the business. Uh So he helps to do a good enough. Okay. And then, well, good has really nothing, just one t shirt starting with one or two t shirts. Yeah. And then kind of grow, and not only good enough, and the headboard of everything. Mm -hmm. That's why. you know, behind the him is he is always behind yeah. the business going. Do you, you're a creative, obviously. Do you think it's better that creatives don't touch the money? Mm, it really depends. Some people love making money as a creation too. Mm. Yeah, like in the nineties, I I think making money is actually trend. Mm-hmm. You know, like Wolf like, of Wall Street. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, maybe more like. Our age, maybe you, you wanted to make a t-shirt. You wanted to do a creative work. Mm-hmm. So money is kind of second, you know, second yeah. thing. But in the 90s, people want to make money. Oh, I want to make money. I want to be a rich. What can I do? Maybe be a DJ. Maybe right. making a t-shirt. Maybe making a brand yeah. to make a money. Right. First was how do I make yeah, money? Yeah. yeah. That was in the 90s. I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. So your whole thing first was I just want to make stuff. Yeah. So you always had somebody else thinking about the money. Mm-hmm. Right. So do you even know, like you obviously don't know, you said you don't know how much money you have, but do you even know how much you have to spend? <laughs> to what? Like, do you have a pay, do you have a payroll? Are you like paid? Do you get a paycheck? No, really. No. So does anyone ever call you and like your, your accounting guy, mm-hmm. he's like, hey, Hiroshi, you kind of spent too much money this month. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one, no one asks me. No one ever says no. that to you. <laughs> No. You should try for that. <laughs> you should try to spend so much that someone yells I at you. I always ask. Oh, you, you know, ask I, somebody yeah, first. If I want to buy a big thing, maybe buy a car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I always ask. Is that enough money you have for this car and the kind of things? And then they always say, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. I want to know what you asked for and they said, mm, maybe not. Good. <laughs> I don't say that. No, you. I guess I know my capacity. I see. You've yeah, never asked for something and they were like, no. you're crazy. I think that's when I was young too. Mm-hmm. I never ever thought I want to drive a Mercedes uh-huh. because I was enjoying doing myself. Mm-hmm. So maybe a friend of mine was making money and then, you know, buying big cars yeah. or that kind of things. But I never envy. Uh-huh. I never thought, you know. Yeah. I'm always enjoying in my capacity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When you came from a, a small town, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did you come from like money or you came from middle class or what was it like growing up for you? Uh, just, just a regular family. Yeah. Not uh, super rich. No, not at all. Yeah. Do you think um, growing up, you know, some people talk about when you grow up in a rich family, mm-hmm. there's pros and cons, right? Right. Yeah. Pro is obviously you have money that you can play with. Con mm-hmm. is do you value money? Right. Do you think you have a, a value for money? Like you appreciate how hard it is to get it? No. You don't? No. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> because I had enough money for my capacity. Yeah. Simple yeah. life. Simple, simple life. life. Yeah. yeah. 
So if you take give me, you know, hundred dollars for a week, I can live. Even today. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of things. I think so, so too, yeah. Um I remember like there's a there's a good story where, you know, Elon Musk, the Tesla guy, he mm-hmm. said I, I calculated once that if I just got eighty dollars, I can live off ramen and yeah. like, you know, sleeping bag. Mm-hmm. So as long as I make anything over eighty dollars, it's like a bonus. Uh-huh. And that's how he still lives his life today, he said. Right. Yeah. Maybe I'm not that, you know. You're not that. I, I enjoy a thousand dollars too. Okay, not I, I enjoy a hundred dollars also. <laughs> right. So, right, right. Yeah. Okay. And then last bit, like, if there's a young person and a lot of people look up to you, right, what are some bits of advice that you give to young people that want to be the next Hiroshi Fujiwara? <laughs> it's nothing next to me because of the time is different, you mm-hmm. know, the starting time. I was, I think I was lucky starting the 80s because the fashion is growing mm-hmm. and the street fashion is just beginning. Mm-hmm. So I was, I feel really lucky to be in the scene. So now maybe some technology or whatever, it must be something which I don't know, which you don't know, mm-hmm. you know, some young, something for which only young kids can know. Yeah. Yeah. They should find the area. Right. Yeah. So it's like an opportunity, right? Like mm-hmm. when you were young, you saw opportunity yeah. in fashion. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a new opportunity now. I think so. Right. Maybe even in the fashion, maybe there's some new opportunity. Mm-hmm. Right. When is the last thing that you saw that was new and you were like, wow, this is like a new wave? It's not really new and new, but like I like a cold wall. Because that's not which I want to wear. Uh-huh. But... I think that's different. You sense some newness about it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like how he incorporates architecture and structure. Yeah. Into Something his interesting. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. so it's good that people are still doing new things in fashion. Mm-hmm. I, I like to know what's, what's going on. Even I don't wear it. Right. If you're into shoes in really any capacity you probably understand the concept of reselling. Highly coveted shoes are gobbled up, resellers mark them up based on market demand, and the end user pays the price. While these resellers used to be sneaker fans like you and I, this little cottage industry has now ballooned into a multi-billion dollar behemoth. It even has its own stock market now. Just check out StockX.com. And as a creator of these items, I wanted to get Hiroshi's take on it. You're really interested in reselling. Yeah. You know, people who make a billionaire. To From reselling. reselling things, yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's basically, you cannot really stop right now. Mm-hmm. So. No. And I remember the days when, like, Nike and stuff, like, really hated resellers. Mm-hmm. Right? But now, you can't beat them. You have to join them. It is crazy because these people make so much money. But they don't make anything. Yeah, like us, what I start, like good enough and things. Those t-shirts became really expensive, mm-hmm. like 10 times expensive. So, you know, I make like $30 and deselling is $300. Yeah. Right? And then. So you make 30, but the yeah, other kid makes 300. Other kid make like 10 times more yeah. money, right? And then, but in fact, people think I'm making the money. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't really know what's the situation, what's yeah. going on. So people obviously say, oh, Hiroshi is making T-shirts at $300. Yeah. That's what people think. Yeah. So it's not really true. Yeah, of course. Right? And so, In fact, did it make you mad? A little bit. It must have yeah. a little bit mad, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe we have a good talk. 
next one or something. Yeah, next yeah. one, yeah. <laughs> but I think no, yeah, I think it's interesting now that it's kind of become a thing where you just have to accept it mm-hmm. reselling. It almost tells you or Nike or me that you're doing such a good job mm. at your job that there is a resale value. So on the one hand, you get mad that like, oh, this kid is does nothing. He literally just bought it and is reselling and is making hundreds more than me. Yeah. But it's he's also saying to you, you're so good at what you do. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> it's really true. The, that is maybe better than the people who doesn't care about the fashion and buying things for making money. Yeah. I saw that's happening too. For sure. Yeah. A lot. So I don't like it that way. Yeah. If like people like us, we really like Nike shoes. So... I want to buy one for me, mm-hmm. but why don't I buy 10 yeah. and selling it right. and making money? It's a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. But it's definitely better than nobody wants to buy your stuff because there's no resale value. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Mm. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's weird. I used to I used to hate it too. And I had the same problem where people think like, my pigeon dunk is worth 8000 So, Jeff, you must be super rich because you made this shoe. Yeah. Meanwhile... I only have one pair and I only made, you know, a hundred dollars on it. Mm-hmm. So it's like everyone else is making the money, not me. Right. But it's like this perception that because you made this, you must have a lot of money from it. You know, yeah. it's funny. <laughs> Any other advice? Um, no, but this show is really interesting. So you should keep doing it. Maybe we can talk about more like business. Great. Thanks for listening to our first episode. You can find out more about the show or listen to future episodes at hypebeast.com slash radio. You can subscribe to us wherever you listen. I personally use Overcast. And you can reach out to me on Twitter at Jeff Staple. Check us out on the web at businessofhype.com. And you can email any questions you might have to questions at businessofhype.com. The Business of Hype is directed by Daniel Navetta. It's edited and produced by Bright Young Things. You can check them out at byt.nyc. Engineered by Andre Zakow and Vincent Staropoli. This was recorded at Sibling Rivalry Studio and on location in Dubai at Seoul DXB. I'm Jeff Staple, and you've been listening to The Business of Hype on Hype Beast Radio.